Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome to the Seven Nation Podcast here on yourprepsports.com. We are recording this on Wednesday, September the 29th, a little after 2 p.m. Central Time. I am Rob Howe, joined as always by Ryan Merkin, your prep sports um, captain, <laughs> pilot. What terms do you like to go by, Ryan? Do you have uh, Grand Puma? Now yeah. I like those. Now I like those two. I how need about, to get like how a about Grand Poobah. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Now I'm now I'm envisioning getting, you know, a new a new set of uh, shirts with the Your Prep Sports logo on it that I wear when I go out to games. But getting like the captain band for it, like they have in soccer, I could wear or that. You could wear a captain's hat. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that, I like the that. Your Prep Sports logo. <laughs> If you see oh, me wearing, man, now I really need to get that. That's I'm going to tell my wife that's what I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, we missed last week. Ryan and I kind of got caught up. It's just a crazy time of, of year. We apologize for that, but we're getting back on here and plenty to talk about, Ryan. Um, let's start with football. Um, yeah. A lot of good stuff happening there. Uh, I was out at the, the battle for the boot on Friday, watched a little over the first half of that and uh, very impressed with City High. What a story. Um, no you know, kidding. It's just incredible. I mean, I, you, you, I hadn't been to a game yet, obviously, to watch them this year. And you're hearing, okay, they're, they're doing well. They beat down in close game, late touchdown. How good are they? Right. And then, you know, that was a West High team that I saw play Kennedy tough. And West has had some struggles and, you know, it's just been a tough year for them, but still a very formidable team. And just City High, man, they're good in the trenches. They've got big play guys. Uh, both quarterbacks are effective. Um, just incredible with what how much progress they've made in a year. Yeah, I I think you just said it really, really well, Rob. I mean, that was kind of me as I watched the Liberty game. I see it. I was really impressed, right? I mean, that's a team that they'd played perfectly even, almost exactly evenly for two years. They looked so good that night. Um, and then, and obviously, then they have Jefferson, then they have Ames, and then the Dowling win was huge. I mean, frankly, 
that's a game that e- even with Dowling, it one win at that point, based on what they'd done against Southeast Polk and some other teams. Yeah. I'll be honest, that's a game that I probably thought City High would lose in a close game. They find a way to win it, which is something that, to be honest, they haven't done for a while, is found mm-hmm. a way to win those tight games, which is something that, you know, I believe in sports is something that that you can kind of learn. You know what I mean? Like, like I mean, Definitely. we've talked about it forever with the Dowlings, with the Reginas. I mean, these Regina kids that are playing now, I mean, it's been a decade. They, they were junior high kids. They watched these games. They were elementary kids. And they just believe that they're going to win. It's not, you know, they don't ever doubt it. And so City High's really gotten that, number one, quickly, because I think those kids really believe they had good players. We talked about that. They have good players. We talked about that in the preseason. But now that you've seen it, Rob, um, you know, with your own eyes or seen them play with your own eyes, we can talk about it a little bit more. Man, they're really good defensively. And, I mean, what they do on defense is really hard to prepare for. But, I mean, we talked about it after the Liberty game. I've said it a bunch, but um, they've got guys on the defensive line that I really like. They play a lot of guys. But when you can build your team kind of up the middle the way they do with Tayshawn McDaniels in the middle of that defensive line, he's really good. And then those two inside linebackers with John Klosterman and Ben Keeter and then Gable Mitchell at safety. I mean, that's, that's really, really, really good when you can build it. And then they, around that, they're just really good on defense. They're sound. Um, they're so aggressive, Rob, with the way that they play. But when you think of that, you think of some of these teams, um, you know, in college football or whatever you watch, the NFL a little bit. But especially in college, you think of some of those teams that would just be ultra aggressive defensively when they had really good offenses. Um, and then they would just get burnt a lot defensively, right? It was kind of feast or famine. They're trying to just create turnovers. I mean, I think of like, you know, the, the Oklahoma playoff teams a little bit or some, you know what I mean? Like the Oregon's a little bit um, back, you know, before their current coach. But when it's just like, hey, we just got to get three stops and we're going to win. So we're going to be super aggressive. We're going to blitz all the time and do all this stuff and try to jump routes. City is as aggressive as in downhill as a, as a um, high school defensive I've seen in a while. But they're, they're super sound. They don't give up big plays. You know, they don't have those, those busts that come with that aggressive style of play. But um, they're really good on defense. And then I think the biggest thing for me watching them over the last couple of weeks is my biggest question mark was kind of what you said. Are they going to – with those two sophomore quarterbacks, are they going to be good enough at, at quarterback? And are they going to have enough big play guys? I really like their offensive line. Uh, the Goodrich boys, Austin Friday, they've got some really good guys up there that have been, you know, three-year varsity players um, and guys that are, you know, scholarship football players at the next level, probably somewhere close to that. But, it, and I like their running backs, um, you know, Joey Bowska, Darren Richardson, they've got some different guys back there that give you some different things. Uh, Ronnie Major early, you know, I think he got, um, got hurt against Dallin, but they've got some different guys in those spots, but did they have some, explosive big play guys it it it, the skill positions and then also how would those quarterbacks be in I mean they're sophomores those guys I saw them playing their first varsity game but they you know from everybody I've talked to and and the stat lines I've looked at those two quarterbacks have really grown into it um, and become you know really efficient in the way they play the complimentary football that they play those guys don't have to throw it for 250 you know make the right read get the ball to the right guys and and trust your defense but you know, you look at the way it sets up, they've got some tests left. They go to PV, who I think is coming around. Um, 
you know, they've got some games left, but they're going to, I really feel like Rob, they're going to be right there um, playing games to go to the Unidome. And, and I, I always just kind of stop the conversation right there because beyond that it's, it's matchups, et cetera, et cetera. But they're going to have an opportunity to be in that final four and be playing important games in November, which is, I mean, at this time of year, or the start of the year, that's all you can ask for, but you said it well, what, what a great story. I mean, we've talked about them a lot. We've written about them a lot, but I mean, I, I just couldn't be more impressed with where we're at midway through the season, you know, quasi whatever unofficial midway point of the nine, nine game season, but what a job those guys have done. Yeah. I talked to, I may mention this. No, I probably didn't mention this because we didn't talk last week, but in, I interviewed Ben Keeter uh, after he committed to Iowa and uh, just asked him, I was like, man, it's just trying to, you know, kind of get his opinion on, you know, the turnaround, you know, and he's like, you know, it's, it's mostly the same guys. We, we have the same players. It's just, we're playing together and guys have developed. And I think that's, we lose that sometimes that, just because, you know, maybe a younger team isn't playing at a high level, that doesn't mean it can't get there through work right. and right. building chemistry and continuity. And I think this team is a great example. And really, I mean, we've talked a ton on this podcast and about Ben Keeter. And, you know, he, he really quickly emerged as a Division I football player this fall. Yep. Um, but I think he's even a good example of that even a kid that is at – an elite level athletically. And, and I mean, he is just, I love talking to the kid. You don't see very many kids that have that mindset. It's 16, 17, 18 or whatever. But I think he's a great example, Rob. You look at it and he played it as a sophomore and he was a good player. But if you turn on the film from last year to this, he's, he's bigger, he's stronger, he's faster. He's developed, you know I mean? He's developed. And, and that's the thing is, I mean, you have a number of guys that do that within any program and you're going to be on to something. I mean, he looks like a totally different guy you know, um, than he did a year ago. Gable Mitchell has been a three-year starter, um, but he looks the best he's ever looked. And that doesn't, that doesn't always happen. You hope that it happens, you know, you plan for it to happen, but it doesn't always happen. But a lot of those guys, those guys I mentioned on the line, those guys all look as good as they ever have. They're playing as well as they ever have. So that's kind of what it takes too. It's just that development side of it as well. I think that's a great point couple more unbeaten teams in the area, Ryan and Regina and Solon, uh, both historically strong programs, um, just kind of reloading. Um, Regina probably more than Solon. Solon has more of it, but Solon lost a lot too. But just these are great examples of programs that just kind of develop guys. And hopefully, right. you know, if you're city, this is what you're looking to do, get guys – now behind the guys that are playing and prepare them for when it's their turn. And I think Regina and Solon do great, great jobs at that. As good as anybody, really, you know, and, and I'm not surprised that either of those teams are undefeated. Certainly, you know, if we're looking at this, you know, five, six weeks ago, you, I, I was surprised what Solon went over and did at Davenport Assumption. I wasn't surprised they won. Uh, again, it was kind of like, the, it, to me, going into that, we talked about it. I, I talked on the pod about how big of a game I thought that was for them based on, you know, a, a, a non-district but in-class opponent that, you know, for, for postseason seeding, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I thought that would be a really good game. I mean, they went over there and, and put it on them. I mean, really put it on them. Um, 
an assumption team that's bounced back and had a good win last week, you know? So I think assumptions, a pretty good team, a good team probably. And Solon went over there and you know, won by four touchdowns. That really impressed me. Um, they, they shouldn't lose again, Rob, they should be nine, you know, um, you know, Regina has West branch left. They've played the other two probably best teams in that district, um, Mediapolis and Wilton and one really convincingly. Um, so they've got that West Branch game left and then and not a lot else standing in their way of, not, of 8 0 um, in, in 2A, or excuse me, in 1A. But I'm not surprised that they're undefeated. But, but both those teams have had things stand out to me that I am, I don't know if I'd say surprised, that I am impressed with. Solon has really run the ball a lot better this year um, than what I thought they would. I mean, they've, you know, that assumption game, the Williamsburg game, I saw them. Um, you know, Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon's a good team. Williamsburg's a good team. Uh, Assumption's a good team. Physical teams, always good up front. And they've run the ball really, really well, Rob, which is, I mean, really the two blowouts that Solon's had has hurt their rushing numbers. Sometimes it helps, but because Sean Staley and and Blake Timmons haven't had carries in those games. I think, I mean, I think in the West Liberty and, in, uh, um, excuse me, I'm blanking last week, um, West Burlington games, I think Sean Staley had like four carries in each of those games or less. Um, but he's been fantastic in those games against good teams. That surprised me. He's he's really kind of solidified himself. I wrote about that in my rewind a couple of weeks ago, but he's kind of grabbed onto that lead role running back for them. They lost, you know, Hayden Taylor and, and Jackson Ryan that kind of split that role last year. And they've been really good up front offensively too. Um, Gage Marty and Caden Knipper were kind of the known guys up there, but they were bringing it breaking in three other guys, which, you know, is, is not easy to do. And they've been really good. So that's kind of surprised me about them. And then Regina, um, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, they get a boost with Levi Daniel, but they've been better offensively early um, than maybe what I thought they would be. I, it, I knew that they would be really good defensively and they've been fantastic defensively, Rob. I mean, they're giving up. I have it here in front of me. You know, they're 5-0, and but they've played four games. They had the forfeit in mid-prairie, but they're giving up less than seven points. They've given up 14, 6, 0, 7 in 178 yards, um, you know, 105 yards on the ground. I mean, they've just been suffocating on defensively. They're, they, and they are that good. None of that – none of those stats are misleading. They're that good defensively, especially in their front seven. But they've been better offensively um, than I thought they would. You know, Coach Hinkle's done a really good job with that group, but – Two new, you know, new quarterback, uh, Gentry Dumont and, and Jack Tierney. Now it's been Jack Tierney the last two games, um, full time after after Dumont had an injury in one of those games. But um, Daniel really helps uh, at running back. But they've had a bunch of guys step up at receiver too that are that are you know first year players. They had some guys coming back that had caught passes, Blake Chambliss, uh, Sam Aitchison, but it's been other guys that have stepped up. Jackson Naves had a couple of good games. Um, they just have a number of guys that have stepped into that role. And that goes back to what you were saying. I say that it impresses me, but really at this point, should it, that they're going to have first year guys come in and be really good. I mean, that's just kind of what they've done for as long as they've done it. And, and they have some of those guys up front on both sides of the ball, the Aiden Udells, Josh Gaffey, uh, Ronan Point, and guys like that, that are really, really, really good that played a lot in the past. So that makes it a little bit easier on those other guys that are, that are playing for the first time. But not surprised at all that either of those teams are, you know, look like probably like uni dome contenders, you know, um, I think both those teams will be playing in games to go to that game. 
when you look at, I think you can kind of put Clear Creek and West Branch in a similar in a similar box as well. Both have one loss to really good teams, but have played really right. well otherwise, and are four and one. Those are good seasons. Right. Those two were actually super similar, especially the way their season went. You know, yeah. one super tight games the first week. You know, Clear Creek one point, uh, West Branch a touchdown. Win super tight games the first week. Lose to a really quality team the second week. You know, West Branch we were at that game against Waterloo Columbus, who's going to be a really tough out. Um, they have one. They just have the loss to Dyke New Hartford, and then uh, Clear Creek lost to Independence. You know, who's unbeaten in three A that week. And then they've come back after that and gotten better and gotten better. Like you can just see the improvement um, that those teams are making clear Creek. I saw them for the first time in person last week. They looked really, really good um, against the Oskaloosa team that that was unbeaten. I mean, they're not the best team that they're going to play, you know, frankly, but they were unbeaten and you don't get to four and oh on accident. Uh, and they had some guys, their quarterback's a good player, a couple good wideouts, but super impressive in that game. Um, in West branch, West branch has gotten two, really big wins after that, uh, or they had two blowout wins after that, and then got a really, really good win at Mediapolis last week. I mean, that's, that was kind of the key game for them. I mean, you're, you're, you want to win your district. And, you know, I talked to Clear Creek coach Matt Hattie about this last week. You want to win your district, obviously. But I mean, if you can get into that second spot, you're, you're in the playoffs, right? And so that win for them over Mediapolis was huge uh, for West Branch at, at Mediapolis. Now they have you know, they have Regina, who at, at this point is the favorite, right? Defending state champion, albeit in, in Class A, but they're really good. So you go to Regina, excuse me, and then they've got that around home games with Durant and Wilton. So you get Wilton's, you know, they were four, they're four and one now, lost to Regina last week. They're solid. Uh, Durant has one of the best players in, in Class 1A and Nolan DeLong, uh, who's really, really dynamic. Um, he's a very good player, but you get those both those games at the Little Rose Bowl. You know, you win those even if you even if you lose at Regina. You know, you're a playoff team. Um, so they've done a really good job of of kind of bouncing back, and they've really improved offensively too. Um, the level of competitions maybe helped that a little bit, but they put up 24 points in Mediapolis, which you know, as we've talked about, is is always really solid. Uh, and then Clear Creek. I mean, the gauntlet really starts now for them. I mean, they go. But you got to think they've. You have to think that they're confident. In te- they've won two games yeah. by one point, and yeah, they've and go- been through adversity, so they should be. And I saw them. I, I was really impressed by them. I mean, like really, like I, when I saw them, like I follow along and I look at stuff and you look at video or whatever. But I was really impressed by them last week. Not even, not even the score, the way they. I mean, they've, they're really good. I mean, I, I like, you know, I really. Their quarterback, you know, Ben Swales, Gage Freeman, Harrison Rosenberg. I mean, their offense is is dynamic when they want it to be. They didn't have to be last week, but they've really improved on defense. I thought they tackled really well uh, defensively last week. Um, Coach Hattie's done a really good job with them. They're, they've been incredible on special teams, um, which has kind of, you know, flipped some games for them. But they go at Cedar Rapids, Washington, uh, at Cedar Rapids, Xavier, Pella at home. Um, you know, it, in district and then in Newton's in there too, which has had, you know, which is four and one. Um, so, you know, we'll find out, we'll find out about them. Um, again, you want to win your district, get yourself in, but you know, they're going to be, there's those four additional spots in four a um, whatever happens. I mean, they, they've set themselves up at four and one to be a playoff team. 
Um, you know, and, and I don't see any reason why they can't go, you know, win the district or compete with these teams. Xavier is going to be a bear. Cedar Rapids, Washington is a good team, uh, but there's no reason they can't win these games, Rob. I, I was really impressed with them. They've got, uh, they've improved a lot, I think, defensively from talking to their coaches and, and they feel good about where they're at. But it is kind of funny how, what a similar year those two teams have had. Yeah. Um, Clear Creek has obviously won the closer game or, you know, had two really close games in there, but um, they, they're finding a way to win, which again, as we talked about earlier, that's a, that's an important trait to have for, for a team. West and Liberty not having the seasons they had hoped to have. And I know people say, yeah, whatever, how, you know, you know, you just make it. I think those teams are bet. I've seen both teams. I think they're better than their records, but you are what your record says you are. And right. I know both, both of them have a chance now in this, in this last stretch of games to build momentum for next season. Here's the thing about West. There, there might not be a coach in any or coaching staff in any sport that we cover or whatever that I respect more than those guys, Garrett Hartwig and, and, and Tyler Mead. And I mean, those guys do such a fantastic job there. You don't worry at all. I mean, it's like you have a rough, you have a rough stretch. They, they're, they're beat up. Uh, this is not what they're used to tough in that program. Very, What's tough, that? very difficult they're, schedule. I, I know everybody plays hard. This is, they've had a hard schedule. I mean, you, and you brought it up well. I mean, Kennedy's five and oh, ranked yeah. second in some places, you know, they were one in the AP poll for a while. You know, that's a, that's a back and forth game. They play with them, you know, seven point game. Um, and I wonder, I, how, I, I wonder, I agree with you. I wonder if they would have pulled that game out. If that would have, you know, well, they, they, and they've had some key injuries. Probably injuries to guys that you kind of say, you know, this is probably a guy we can't lose. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, just that kind of changes the dynamic of your team. Uh, But I'm with you. And where I was going, I have so much respect for those guys. It's not a situation at all where you ever wonder, like, hey, like, where are their heads going to be at? You know, what's their motivation? I mean, those kids in that team are going to come out in battle. You know what I mean? These last four. I mean, there's there's absolutely no question. And I, I think they, I think there's wins in there for them. Like you look at it, man, it's Pleasant Valley, it's Bettendorf, it's Cedar Rapids Prairie. I mean, it's not easy, but they're going to give it everything they've got. Um, and then I'm writing something right now. I haven't finished it. Um, Rob kind of mentioned at the top, it's been a, it is, I, I'm not going to get into it, but I know right before we left or right before we, we left, I write two weeks ago when we last podcasted, Rob was, um, going into a stretch. It was kind of a crazy stretch for him. It has been the last, whatever it is, week and a half has just been insane uh, for my family for a lot of things. So I haven't finished this yet. I hope to have it posted today. Um, I actually started writing it Saturday night, but it's just kind of a, where we at halfway point kind of column, you know, because this is the halfway point of the year. Liberty is going to be a playoff team, Rob. Um, They, they get the set. You know, two teams from a district go. Um, I I really think they win these last four games, and they they're, they they're have a four and five. Them. They have to win them, right? That's yeah, it, but I I really think they will, and I think they're a four and five playoff team. I mean, you talk about hard schedules, like yeah. really, you look at it, and at the start of the year, as we kind of analyzed it and we looked, it's like man, you you got City High, and you go to Linmar, but Linmar hadn't been very good last year. You look at it now. You've got undefeated City High that's third and 5A. You've got undefeated Linmar that's, I think, sixth and 5A this week. You've got undefeated North Scott 
that is right now the clear-cut favorite in 4A. And look, there's a bunch of good teams, but North Scott has backed it up. They've played Western Dubuque. They've played Xavier, et cetera. They're, they're the real deal. They're the defending 3A champs. They're, so three of the teams you played are combined 15-0. and 0. Clear Creek, you, you control that game. And I'm not taking anything away from Clear Creek, but you were there. They controlled it for three quarters. They end up losing it by one point. Clear Creek's four and one. So there's four of your five losses are to teams that are 19 and one. And then your other loss, 11 points to Western Dubuque, who you, know, you kind of forget about them because they start off with a couple losses. Um, but again, their losses at the start of the year, they lose to Xavier and North Scott, I think, in their first two games. I mean, Western Dubuque, always good. You know, state 3A champ, I think, two years ago. They're going to be another team. Yeah, they they lose to Xavier by a couple touchdowns, lose to North Scott by by 20 in a game that was closer than that, I think. They come back, beat Liberty, beat 5A Hempstead by 35, beat Marion 41 to 0 next week. I mean, you look at the schedule, they have Waterloo East, then then uh, they have Decorah and, and Waverly left, who are both good teams, but you're looking at probably a six and three, seven and two team there with Western Dubuque. Um, that goes into the playoffs. It is an absolute headache for somebody. So, yeah, the five games that uh, Liberty has lost, the five teams they've played have, have a combined three losses. And I, I know Coach Harris and those guys over there are not talking to their kids about being close or whatever, but, Rob, you look at those games for Liberty, and they're not outside of the city game. They're not lopsided games. Right. Um, 10 points to an undefeated Lindmar team, 11 points to a really good Western Dubuque team, one point to Clear Creek, 21-0 last week against North Scott. Uh, and you look at the stats for that, you know, I, I'm not going to say even, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't put up 500 yards of offense or anything. So I like I'll, – I'll, I'll stop talking, but they <laughs> – I like the improvement that they've shown. You know, we've had reporters at the games and we talked to our guys. They're they're going to get. I've I've predicted it twice now, and in, in that they're going to you know win games and, and get their first get the first win for Coach Harris. But I think they beat Mount Pleasant this week. Um, you look at their schedule the rest of the way. Mount Pleasant at home, they get a win this week. Fort Madison is a, is a good team. They're ranked this week. They jumped into the rankings. They're solid. They go to Fort Madison. That will be a little tricky, but I I think they I think they can win that. Uh, and then they have Burlington at home and Clinton at Clinton. Rob, the Fort Madison one will be tricky, um, but they can go 4-0. And from the coaches I've talked to, I won't name names, but I've talked to coaches, 4-A is loaded. If you're a North Scott, I mean, a Xavier or somebody, and you get 4-5 and five Liberty with four more weeks under their belt, four more games with the number of kids they have playing for the first time, I'm not, I'm not going to predict anything. I'm not going to say they're going to, you know, beat the one, beat a one seed or whatever, but it's going to be a lot like two years ago when, when undefeated Solon hosted up, they're going to be in that game. They're going to be in a playoff game. I really believe it. I think, I think even when I saw him in that city high game, you could see, I remember right now for that, I liked what Ty Hughes gives him at quarterback. Darius Willis Newell is, is dynamic at running back. I mean, you saw that uh, a couple of weeks ago against clear Creek. He, he can be really dynamic. They've got some guys on the outside. Uh, they have things to put together still, but I think a little confidence um, will go a long way for them. 
I mean, if they rattle off two, three, four in a row here, which they probably need to do to make the playoffs, like you said, but that team gets some confidence with confidence with the talent they have and the coaching staff they had. Um, I'm pretty confident saying that that they'll have a first, that they'll be in the playoffs, Rob. I really feel, I really, and that's, that's kind of crazy to say for an 0-5 team, but you look at the numbers. I don't, I think they could play just about any other 4A schedule and not be 0-5. Don't write them off. That's all I'm saying. Do not write them off. Let's flip over to hit some volleyball, Ryan. Um, Big match tomorrow night over at uh, City High. You got two ranked teams, like the good old days, City and West. Uh, City High is what, 15th? West is 11th. Uh, Those are the last rankings. I think that was last week. The new ones come out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Correct. I know City had a tough match last night up at Cedar Falls. Um, Cedar Falls is a good team. You saw Cedar Falls against Liberty, correct? They're, yeah. And, like, it's funny. I was like, ah, oh, they're not as good as they used to be. That was, like, my first thought, like, midway through the first <laughs> set. Well, there for a while they had, like, 10 Division One kids and were winning the state championship right. by sweeping everyone. Like, they're really – they're still really good. Like, that sounds so mean. Cedar Falls people, like – if any Cedar Falls people like hear this, like they, they had set such a high bar. Like I just remember watching their teams of three, four years ago. It looked like you were watching a college team, um, but they're very good. The, Rob, this is, uh, this is probably the most even that these teams have been going into a spike game uh, in a long time. I would say, I mean, like you just mentioned the rankings. I mean, there's been some times when one's ranked or the other hasn't, or, you know, even record wise. Um, I think this is probably the most even on paper that these teams have been going into this game in a long time. Um, I think hopefully that makes for a really good game. They played two good, pretty good matches last year. Um, you know, city won in the regular season and West got them in the playoffs, but I think city uh, is 13 and 10 uh, West is 11 and 11. So, I mean, the records are similar and don't, I mean, don't read too much into that as far as they've both played it, 13 and 10, 11 and 11 doesn't sound impressive, I guess is what I'm saying. Don't worry about that. West was at the Liberty tournament, um, you know, last weekend it was just, you know, they played Dyke, they played Liberty who are both, who are probably the two best teams in the state. They played uh, Valley was there, Mount Vernon's there who you saw last night. I mean, they, it was just loaded. Um, and, and they lost some matches there and in the Valley is always really good. And, and city highs had, you know, a similar type of schedule, but uh, pleasant Valley was there also. That was the other one who I think was number two. So, um, but yeah, this is as even, I think this matchup has been in a while. I don't, I'm not on here to make predictions, but I don't have a great feel for it, to be honest with you. Um, I've seen, I've seen each team. Um, it, it should be a good environment. Unfortunately, there's a lot going on that day at city high. Um, and, and there's always a lot going on, but with the, they have a Thursday night football game and a home cross country meet or whatever, but hopefully there's a really good environment uh, for those kids. But I'm excited, Rob. I'm, I don't have a great feel for it either way, um, but I think these teams are relatively even. Um, City High's kind of surprised me with how quickly some of their young hitters have come on. Uh, Emma McComas and, and Claire Ernst have really, we, we talked about it before with the development. Um, you know, Claire has showed signs last year of being really, really tough on the outside, but she's developed even more than what I probably thought where she would be at at this point in her career. She's really good. Um, 
in West, you know, in, in the time that I've watched them, they've just been really solid. They had a lot of kids coming back too, and a lot of kids that have have also really improved. Um, so they've got, you know, I think the last time I looked, they had like five kids with with 50 or more kills or right around there. Um, so they've been they've had some kids really step up and, and make improvements also. So that's it, it should be as about a good of a match as we've had in the area this year from a, as far as from a competitive standpoint, uh, especially between, you know, two area teams, but excited for that one. And Liberty tomorrow night gets Dowling at home. So uh, yeah, that's a nice little non-con and that they slipped in in the middle of the week and Liberty uh, won at Cedar Rapids Prairie last night, three, three Oh, and uh, continues to just roll on. Well, the, it, the thing that's cool about the Dowling, Matt, I mean, aside from the fact that they played at state, Last year, I think that was the semis. I, I, I don't mix up Valley and Dowling, Rob, because I know you can't tell people from either of those places that you mix those two up, obviously. But um, I was thinking off the top of my head, I, I know they played them both. I think Valley was the quarter and, and Dowling was the semi. But anyway, they, they, yeah, you know, the, you're right. it's cool that those teams that are that good that knew that they were going to be this good again you know, could, could find a time to play. Because let's be honest, I mean, it's not easy to you know, go two hours across the state on a Thursday night. Um, so it's, it's cool, but man, I, I talked to both, um, Randy Dolson and Allie Kelly, the, the co-head coaches this year at, at Liberty at the start of the year, talked to both of them individually, uh, about the schedule, um, and what they were kind of trying to do. And, and I'm just being honest here. It's like this program's so new. I mean, what is, is this year four for Liberty, Rob? Um, just in, I, I can't remember. Is it, is it four or five? Uh, I but they, I the years kind of run together, but I know. And that's how I am. <laughs> I rem- I literally remember some of the first things I ever did out there. I remember getting a tour from uh, Mr. Kibby as they were building it still and going out there <laughs> and taking pictures. So I remember all that stuff, but uh, one, two, three. So this, is, this would be, uh, this would be the fifth season. Okay. So the, you set up, you set up schedules, you set up all that stuff, tournaments, especially you can't just bounce. I mean, the same teams are in these things. It's a lot like track meets. We talk about that or cross country meets. They keep the same schedule for a long time. And they kind of tried to, you know, two years ago, um, that'd be 2019 when they made the state tournament that year, they were 34 and three, I think, um, and lost to Pleasant Valley in the first round. Uh, both those coaches kind of said, okay, you know, we need to play a tougher schedule because they had started out. They were a three, eighteen. They were basically all, you know, freshmen and sophomores. So a lot of the tournaments they went to, they weren't those, they weren't in those premier 5A tournaments. You know, the, the, I think the ones around here, you know, Mount Vernon's had a really good one and, and, you know, wherever Dyke is at is always really good or whatever, but they weren't in those tournaments, you know, at the C, at the CIML schools, et cetera. They beefed it up a little bit last year. And then it is just, I, I, I just had it pulled up, Rob. It, I'm talking about this year's. It's I'm just looking in, what they it's just, just insane. I'm looking what they did at their own their home oh. tournament. I I didn't realize that got past me. I didn't realize. Yeah, they lost one set against those teams. They beat Valley two zero. They beat West two to one. So West was the only team to win a set. They beat. They come back and beat Dyke, who beat them earlier. They beat PV and Mount Vernon. Shut yeah. them all. Other than West winning a set, they were right. they ran the table. That and was an those incredible. are some of the best teams that regardless of class dyke might be the best team in the state you know if it's not liberty like you said they swept them dyke beat them the first time but 
I mean, you look at their whole schedule, Rob. I mean, you know, they, they play Valley, that, that opening tournament, I think that was Centennial. They played Valley. Uh, they played Dyke there. Um, they played some, another CIML team, I know. They come back, they play City, then they go over to the, to the Valley tournament. They play Dowling, they play Valley, they play Waukee Northwest, they play Ankeny, you know, Ankeny's defending state champ. Um, and, then, and then at West, at the Caroline Found tournament, they play Mount Vernon, they play Ankeny again, they play Dowling again. In between there, they play Cedar Falls, who we just talked about. They play Western Dubuque, who's highly ranked in 4A. Then they have, their, like you said, they have their own tournament, Valley, West, Dyke, Pleasant Valley, Mount Vernon. And then we just kind of poo-poo the fact they played Prairie last night, who's number 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, they. I, I think um, Coach Dolson sent me the stat the other day. I think they were 16-3, and three, which would now be 17-3. and three. I, I might be slightly off. I know Coach Dolson sent it to me um, in his email. I don't have my email up right now, but they were, I think after the, their home tournament, they were 16 and three against ranked teams in, in 22 and three overall. So, I mean, what, what is that six matches you've played all season that weren't against ranked teams? I mean, it's, they've won 15 in a row. The last loss came September 4th, uh, at the Valley tournament, they lost two to one, uh, to Ankeny. They've been undefeated since September 4th. So going on a month. It's, and, 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 and they're not, Duke, and they're, and they're, it's not like they're playing, you know, that's your height. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, every year when I do my, my state preview, I start finding which team in state has the longest win streak set for all the sports, you know, for basketball, for softball, whatever. And, and everywhere there's one, it's like, oh man, you know, this team's won 17 in a row. And you look and they've played like two right. ranked teams. I mean, they just played, they just played five top five teams. I think last weekend, um, not ranked, but, but top five. Um, so yeah, what, what they're doing against this schedule and you know, both those coaches told me at the start of the year, when I talked to him, it's like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to go undefeated. You know I mean? That's not, yeah, it's the goal. If we come out of this thing and we, I mean, they're that good that they can shoot for stuff like that, but they weren't, they didn't have delusions of, of going to the state, tournament 35 and 0 or anything mm -hmm. they said hey we want to play all these teams we want to get better it's going to be really tough um and i mean you can see the improvement obviously in, in just some of the results they've had against teams when they're playing them a second time you know i mean they uh lost to valley i know early and and dyke uh, and i know they've beaten you know both of those teams since i think swept both those teams since so the other they go one. to pella um they go to pella i know uh, they have the Dowling match, and then they'll host the. They clinched the um, division last night um, with that win against Prairie, so they'll host uh, the MVC um, quad. So they'll play a bunch. <laughs> they're not done playing tough matches by any means, but yeah, that what they've done is really, really impressive, Rob. Against that schedule, I mean, playing you know seventy five percent of your matches against ranked teams, uh, good for them. And I saw them against Cedar Falls last week. They're playing at such a high level. Um, it's just really fun to watch. I mean, if you if you like, I, I say this sometimes about stuff, but man, if you want to watch high level volleyball, that that Cedar Falls match and that ended three one. But man, that was both those teams were were playing. I mean, that Dowling match would be if you just enjoy volleyball. Um, that's some high level volleyball right there. Um, Clear Creek and West Branch are both ranked um, at least going into this week. Uh, 
tough match for West Branch last night, right, Wilton? Yeah, and they're, I mean, they're, again, they're they're in that class with Dyke, but I think they're second, um, and I think they're loaded. I don't know. I don't, they're they're probably not at that level, but I mean, they're really good. They've had yeah. that Wilton. They've had that same group for a while, but they've had a couple tough ones with West Liberty and Wilton, who are also really good. Or West Liberty is also really good, but we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. We kind of we both kind of called it on the podcast that they probably deserved um, to be ranked and they jumped in there, but you know, in between there, they beat Tipton swept Tipton. So I, they're going to be fine. I mean, I told you, we talked about West branch quite a bit a couple weeks ago. I really like that team. I, I think they have good balance. They go to, um, uh, they have a good turn. It's not, they used to go to the Prairie turn. They go to Western Dubuque uh, coming up, Rob. And that's, that's a really, really solid tournament, bunch of four, a five, a team. So be interesting to see how they do there. But, uh, and then Clear Creek has just been kind of that steady Eddie team all year. Um, you know, they played well at prayer or uh, at uh, Solon last week. They've just kind of been, I mean, it, it's good. they've been top 10 all year. And I feel like they've just kind of flown under the radar. You know, I mean, you kind of knew what they were going to be this season. Um, and they just, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. They, they haven't, I don't think they've surprised anyone, but I don't think they've like, like surprised anyone by being good, but I don't think they've shocked anyone by like having a giant win. You know I mean? The, yeah. But they've just been really steady. Um, and, and I say that like, that's not a, that's not a knock on them at all. I mean, you look at their losses. I saw them play Mount Vernon, the opening night, um, West Liberty, Iowa city, West, Iowa city, Liberty, Mount Vernon again, and then Wapsie Valley a couple of times. I mean, you know, there's nothing there that, that, that stands out. Uh, they go to Prairie, which will be some good tests for them again. Um, but I, they're going to be right there. I mean, it sounds, it sounds cliche to say that, but they just, they've been super steady. I mean, they've lost some, some matches to really good teams. Uh, and most of those are, I think almost all their losses actually, because I don't think they've lost a Womack uh, match have been, um, you know, best two out of threes. So what's that tell you? I mean, it gives you an idea, obviously, but they're going to be fine. Um, and, you know, I think they're really similar to West Branch in that, you know, they're going to be in, you know, I expect them to be in regional finals. And that's in the sports that have regional finals. That's kind of where I stop my conversation all the time. Just like in football, I kind of stop it in the quarterfinals, you know, the games to go to the dome. If you're in those matches, you give yourselves a chance. And then, and then, and then we can break those down when, we, when they see who they have. But those two should both play in those matches. Again, that's where it's got to start, right? You have to be good enough during the regular season to put yourself in a good position to get to those regional finals. And I think both those two will do that. Skip over to some cross country before we get out of here, Ryan. Um, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it before we started recording or while we were recording, but uh, I think you did when you were talking about all the action that's going on at City High tomorrow night. Football over in Davenport. Yes. The spike. And then City High has its cross home cross country meet tomorrow night. They do. The Bud Williams. And that's always a good meet. Um, yeah. Clear Creek was at home at their meet on Monday. Um, they had a good meet. Um, their boys won. Their girls were second. Mid Prairie was there, um, which is, if you follow – cross country at all, you know, that probably means that it's going to be tough for your girls team because they Major, are. You're running loaded. for second. You're running for yeah. second place. 
let's be yeah. honest. And there's no yes. shame in that. No, they are really good. But and then uh, West had West Boys had their home invite last year last night uh, and beat Marion, which is good, which is a good showing for them. They were missing one of their top five guys. West was Alex McCain, not surprisingly won, but and then City High's at home tomorrow. So the crew at Kickers. I, I was talking to those guys. Uh, I know those guys well. Um, I won't. I won't throw their names out on on the pod, but know those guys well. And, and they were telling me at the start of the year they have like twelve meets this year with the middle school meets and the conference wow. meets and everything. So they they love it though. I remember Chad Swope when he was first telling me about them getting to run cross country out there. They had like the Regina meet, and that was like the first thing they had. And and just he was so complimentary of the city and everything they did. And and they really enjoy it now. It's a it's a cool course. Um, and they, they stay busy out there, but busy week at kickers, Bud Williams tomorrow, always a, always a really good meet, um, Rob and, and city high boys and girls are both having good season. The boys have been really impressive. Um, we saw Ford Washburn set the, the course record over at Seminole Valley, which then I was back there two weeks later on a Thursday and Alex McCain broke that course record. Um, but I say that. Me and you have talked about it for a while. I mean, we have those two are premier elite, whatever you want to call. It. I mean, I like I honestly can't wait to watch those two, you know, race each other at the state meet. I mean, it's been a while in in I don't know ever in your prep sports. It's been a while since we've had two. Obviously, we've had Ashley and Keeney on the girls' side, but two in our area that are at that elite type level. I mean, West girls have a long history. Bailey Knock, and you know that was when I was the uh, press citizen, but man, I don't know that I've ever had two. If I'll have to look back that I've ever had two area runners that are at that. And, and I mean, really not just within their class, but at the highest level, I mean, those two are both state title contenders. Um, fantastic, really talented runner and, and really good kids to talk to too. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see city high tomorrow, boys and girls, and then also see, you know, eventually those two, run each other, run against each other at some point. I'm kind of, I'm actually really excited for that. We could do, we could do most of a podcast talking about, <laughs> talking about that, but um, we, we've talked about it before, Rob, but really, really, really good cross country in our area. All of our teams on both sides are now ranked in the top 20. That's I mean, impressive. that's, that's impressive. That's pretty incredible. I mean, Regina boys and girls are both top 10 girls are fifth boys are ninth. Um, Solon boys and girls are both top 10th, top 10, you know, Clear Creek boys and girls are both ranked. Their girls have had a great, great season, um, already. Um, yeah. And then Liberty city and West both all, all ranked. And there's multiple, you know, top tens in there. Uh, city boys are fourth. Uh, and then the other, you know, West girls are up to 12th this week and in Liberty and in city or Liberty and West boys have kind of bounced around a little bit, depending on, they've both been had guys in and out of the lineup, which is tough. Um, but when, when both those teams have their full complement of guys, uh, they're really good too. So that's, that hit me this week as I was typing in the cross country rankings. I'm like, that's pretty amazing. Um, to have that, you know, 12, 12 teams, six boys and six girls all ranked in the top 20. That's really, really impressive. Yep. And the calendar on Friday, Ryan switches to October. So we're getting into the, we're getting into the, the, uh, Really fun part of the fall season. Um, not that yep. the first part isn't fun, but now we get down to uh, kind of uh, make or break time for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You're you're talking about 
district playing football, but, but I mean, you know, after this week, two weeks of, you know, for, for the smaller classes that have the 32 team playoff, you're talking about two regular season games left. Um, you're talking about a couple weeks away from, from district or regional, regional volleyball. And you're talking about that championship time in cross country where you go, you know, conference meet those, that those consecutive Thursdays, you know, yep. where you go conference, um, state That's qualifier. Right, Two weeks from tomorrow are the conference meetings. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, You're right. So that's that's coming. It's <laughs> I need to slow it down. I need to throw some extra days in there if anybody can help me with that so I can get caught up. But um no, I think I think Rob and I, like Rob mentioned, you know, we 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 didn't get together last week, but I think the I think the your prep sports calendar here, not calendar as far as what we cover, but personnel for all of us rob's going to be busy because rob has a lot of irons in the fire and, and does other things besides high school sports but uh it's going to kind of come together well i'm hoping my i've got all my stuff uh squared away here um and we'll be ready to provide super good coverage rob and we have yeah. great helpers too doug miles susan Harmon, um tyler divine all sorts of other people that have helped us out and and we'll keep we'll keep doing our best but um i'm really excited about about what we've got going forward, both in terms of what we have to cover and in the coverage that we'll provide too. Without question, and this is just a small piece of it, the audio portion, these, these podcasts that we do weekly for much more of what we talked about and what we couldn't get to. Um, check out yourprepsports.com for all the coverage of everything, um, previews, uh, competition coverage, all that good stuff, yourprepsports.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Seven Nation podcast, and we will be back to talk at you next week. Say goodbye, Ryan. Bye.